Heinz Dilemma is one of the most famous cases discussed in classes on morality and ethics. Students of psychology will recognize it as the primary example used to illustrate Lawrence Kohlberg's six stages of moral development. There are many formulations of the story. One of them goes as follows. A man named Heinz had a wife who was dying from a certain illness. A pharmacist in town had recently discovered a drug to cure that very disease, but he was selling it at an exorbitant price, ten times the amount it cost him to manufacture the drug. Heinz put together all his savings and borrowed money until his credit was maxed out, but was unable to come up with the full amount. The pharmacist rejected Heinz's offer to pay what he had, saying since he invested years of research to discover the drug, he was entitled to make a nice profit from it. The dilemma is whether Heinz should steal the drug and save his wife's life, or not steal it, leaving her to die. What does Halacha have to say about such a case? The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dafayin Dalad Amid Aleph, 74a, lays down a fundamental rule regarding life or death scenarios in which someone is given an ultimatum to either transgress a Torah prohibition or be killed. The person in such a situation must violate the prohibition, thereby saving his life. The rule is known colloquially as Ya'avar Va'al Yeharig, transgress rather than be killed. There are three exceptions to this rule. They are the three cardinal sins of murder, illicit sexual relations, and idolatry, in which case he must die rather than violate those prohibitions. This is commonly known as Yehareg Val Yavar, be killed rather than transgress. This rule is derived from Sefer Vayikra, Perak Yudches, Pasuk Hay, Leviticus 18.5, which states, Ushmartem echukotai vet mishpatai asher yaaseh otam ha'adam v'chai bahem ani Hashem. You shall observe my decrees and my laws that each man shall carry out, and by which he shall live. Ani Hashem, I am God. Simply put, live according to God's laws and don't die because of them. On the same page of that Gemara and Sanhedrin, just a few lines later, a situation is described in which someone who is being chased by a rodeth, a pursuer who intends to kill him, destroys Kalim, some vessels, as he is running for his life. If the destroyed property belongs to the pursuer, the pursued individual is exempt from compensating him for the loss, because just as he would be exempt from any punishment had he killed his pursuer, which he is allowed to do, so too he is exempt from payment when he destroys his property. But if the property belongs to someone else, the pursued individual must pay for the damage he caused because he was matzilatsmo bimamun chavero. He saved himself at his neighbor's expense. The Gemara does not say whether one may initially destroy his fellow's property in order to save himself. Rather, it says if one did destroy his fellow's property, he must compensate him for the loss. The Gemara in Baba Kama, Daf Samach Amid Beis, 60b, tells the story of King David and his army, who were once surrounded by a battalion of Philistines who were hiding behind sheaves of barley that belonged to a Jewish civilian. King David asked whether he could set the sheaves on fire in order to flush out the Philistines, thereby saving himself and his men. The Sanhedrin responded that an individual may not save himself by destroying another's possessions, but as king, David HaMelech was allowed to do so. Rashi comments over there in Babakama that it is usher to save oneself at the expense of his fellow. However, Rav Moshe Feinstein in Volume 1 of Igrot Moshe Yaradea, Simon Reish Yadalid 214, 
writes that Rashi's comments cannot be applicable to all life-threatening situations because the Gemara and Sanhedrin that we saw before ruled that one may violate all prohibitions in the Torah, except, of course, for the three cardinal sins, in order to save a life. Rav Moshe explains Rashi's interpretation of the Gemara and Babakama to mean that the danger to King David and his soldiers was not very large, and King David only wanted to see if he was allowed to rule leniently here with regard to destroying another's property. In fact, Tosot and Babakama explained King David's question not to be asking if it was permissible to destroy the sheaves of barley, because he knew he would be allowed to do so in a life-threatening situation. King David was simply asking if he would be liable to compensate the owner once he did so. Based on this Gemara and Babakama, the Ravid Paskins, that one may save his life at the expense of his fellow's property, provided he pays compensation afterwards. The Rashba goes even further than the Ravid, and Paskins in Shut HaRashba, Chilat Dalet, Simen Yedzayin, Volume 4, Simen 17, that one need not compensate his friend for damage to his property in a case where he saves his life. For it is similar to a case where a man is dying of thirst in the desert, and he finds a water bottle belonging to someone else. He may certainly drink from the water, and he won't be considered a thief, because if the owner was present and himself not dehydrating, he would be compelled to give the dying man his water. The Rashba seems to include the topic of our discussion, stealing or damaging property to save a life, under the broad category of lo ta'amod al-damri echa, not standing idly by while one's fellow is in danger. Perhaps I will speak about lo ta'amod al-damri echa in a future, in a future lecture. Our discussion here is not limited to Rishonim, but it exists among Tanaim and Amuraim as well in various other Gemarot, such as Yuma, Pegim, Lamed Beis, 83b, but I unfortunately do not have time to go into them now. Regarding the actual Halacha, the Shulchan Aruch rules in Choshen Mishpat, Shinnun Tes Dalid, 359.4, that one may only steal in order to save his life if he intends to pay the owner back. This ruling is accepted by the Sema, the Gra, Shulchan Aruch Arav, and Aruch HaShulchan. A very practical application of this halacha would be in a case where a diabetic experiences hypoglycemia, low blood sugar. The diabetic would surely be allowed to grab a Snickers or a bottle of orange juice and pay for it later. Going back to our original case, if Heinz would be able to raise enough money to pay the pharmacist back, it would seem he is able to steal the drug. But if he is unable to raise money to pay him back, the halacha seems to indicate that he is not permitted to do so. As the case with all of my short lectures, please don't rely on me, but rather ask a qualified posik.